Welcome to another night of Warrior Reads. As always, make sure that you've handled anything before bed, that the room is dark, and that you're in a comfortable position. Remember, as you're listening, if you get excited by a story or interested, don't worry about it. Now is not the time for your mind to be racing. Now is the time for your mind to be resting. As always, we'll have copies of the recordings available on our website, as well as even the ability to order it should you want to in the morning. Now is the time for your reward for a good day lived or a reminder to be a warrior tomorrow. I'll give you about five seconds to clear your head and then we'll begin. Welcome, warriors. Tonight, our selection is from El Viejo y el Narco by Ricardo Bilbor and Max Bento. Tonight's story is actually from a Mexican comic book that hasn't been translated into English yet. But the true story you will hear is too good to pass up just because of that. Tonight we'll be going through the story of Don Alejo Garza Tames, an honest, hard-working grandfather and retired businessman who steps up to one of the most dangerous and evil cartels in the country. When members of Los Zetas cartel show up at Don Alejo's ranch, they tell him he has 24 hours to leave because his ranch now belongs to them. However, instead of leaving, Don Alejo waits for their return and takes them out one by one with multiple hunting rifles in a heroic last stand firefight that will immortalize him forever in songs that are still sung today. As always, you can find this book or learn about the story further at any time in the future, and it's worth it. But you're invited to let go of your day and its events and everything that's been on your mind and prepare for the good rest that you deserve. As we dive into the story of Don Alejo and his unyielding courage and commitment to his principles, you may ask yourself, what is the hill that I'm willing to die on? What is it that you're willing to do when you're backed into a corner? May no such troubles come your way, warriors. But if they do, may your honor and courage be your guide. So relax and enjoy. So let's go back to 2010 in Mexico and take a look at the life of this honest, hardworking warrior and bear witness to his heroic last stand how Don Alejo Garza Tames refused to be conquered by evil and stood up the Los Zetas cartel, one of the most violent cartels in the world. Don Alejo Garza Tames was born sometime in 1933 in the small town of Allende, located in the Mexican state of Nuevo León. Don Alejo's father owned a sawmill in the nearby woods, and he would teach Don Alejo how to chop down trees and prepare the wood for sale. When he got a bit older, Don Alejo would be responsible for reaching out to buyers in nearby towns 
and transporting the wood to them. Eventually, the family business was doing so well that they were able to open up new stores in the town of Allende and Monte Morelos. While he helped manage his family's business, Don Alejo developed himself into an honorable family man and a pillar of the community. He had a well-known reputation for working hard and for being reliable. His friends would even go so far as to say that a promise from Don Alejo was as good as a legal contract. He would also go out of his way to help members of the community who had fallen on hard times. At that time, methods for keeping and storing sorbet had become more efficient and it had caused many fruit plantations in Mexico to suffer because of all the intense competition. Rather than just letting his local orange plantation go bust, Don Alejo helped the owners convert their land into a chicken ranch so that they still have a valuable business and wouldn't get the boot off their land. In his free time, Don Alejo preferred to go fishing and hunting. He loved it, and he'd done it since he was a child. He enjoyed it so much that he would help establish one of Allende's first ever hunting and fishing clubs, along with his friends. And it was there that he began to collect a huge number of hunting and sporting guns, and harness his skills that would make him well known as the region's finest ever marksman. When they had earned enough money from the family business, Don Alejo and his brother both chipped in to buy a good-sized plot of land that was right next to the Presa Vicente Guero Lake, which was located near Ciudad Victoria, the capital of the state of Tamaulipas. The brothers would split the land between them, with Don Alejo taking the part which was known as the San Jose Ranch. He would use the ranch to raise chickens and other farm animals, and he would also contribute to the local economy by hiring ranch hands to help maintain the farm. He would travel back and forth between his home in Allende during the week to help run the family business, but he always returned to the ranch on the weekends. Typically, he would use the time to relax with his family and enjoy the land that he had worked so hard to finally get. Don Alejo was known as a genuinely awesome guy who took care of his family and helped out his friends and neighbors as a major pillar of the community. But, sadly, the hero of this story is eventually confronted by evil. On the 13th of November, 2010, some members of the infamous Zetas cartel had approached the now 77-year-old Don Alejo. The Los Zetas had been scoping out Don Alejo's ranch because they wanted to use it as an outpost for their drug-running operations. They paid a visit to Don's place and tried to convince him to generously donate his whole ranch to the cartel. And then they gave him 24 hours to leave. So let's take a quick look at who Los Zetas are so you have an idea of the evil that Don Alejo was really up against. 
The Los Zetas were formed in 1997 by former members of the Mexican Special Forces who had received training from the U.S. Special Forces. However, instead of fighting against the cartels, which was their unit's intended purpose, they instead decided to defect from the Mexican military and join the cartels that they were initially formed to fight against. They operated as an enforcement arm of the Gulf Cartel, but eventually used their advanced military training to become powerful enough to split off and form a completely independent organization. In 2010, they named themselves Los Zetas, and by 2012, they would secure operational supremacy in over half of Mexico's states. Los Zetas quickly became known as Mexico's most brutal and violent cartel, and their brutality came from the group's founding principle, which stated that if you terrify your enemy enough, you'll defeat them without even having to fight. So because of this, rival cartels were actually forced to become even more brutal themselves to prevent them from being taken over by Los Zetas. Their tactics were a major contributing factor to the explosion of cartel violence that's taken over Mexico through the past couple decades. Los Zetas would kidnap innocent civilians, journalists, and political rivals, and then use them for forced labor, sex slavery, and organ harvesting. And once the hostages were no longer useful, they would send them to places that they called kitchens. There, the gang would kill the hostages and incinerate their bodies in ovens or dissolve them in acid baths or feed their bodies to alligators. The Los Zetas were notorious for kidnapping family members of rivals and brutally dismembering them while they were still alive on camera. Then they would upload the videos to the internet. Los Zetas took part in pretty much every single diabolical act that you can think of. Everything from organ harvesting, massacres, assassinations, kidnappings, extortion, drug trafficking, human trafficking, you name it, these guys did it. Because of all this, evil and brutality grew to such an extent within Los Zetas that several of the bosses even institutionalized and required cannibalism among the ranks. So these were the irredeemable psychopaths, the vile force of human refuse that Don Alejo was up against, with the Los Cetas members approached him and demanded that he give up his ranch. Given the circumstances, who would have blamed Don Alejo for cutting his losses, even handing over his property? He could have moved back to Allende with his family. However, Don was fully aware of what he was up against. So when Los Cetas asked him to hand over his ranch, Don Alejo basically told them, You want it? Come and get it. I'll be waiting. The Los Zetas members then left Don Alejo's ranch after telling him that they would be back and he'd have 24 hours to move out. By this point, Don Alejo was 77 years old 
and he didn't want to give away his treasure property to some thugs. He had lived a fulfilling life, and with death knocking at his door anyway, he knew that he'd rather go out swinging than holding tight to his principles. In the comic book, El Viejo y el Narco, we see Don having a come-to-Jesus moment, where he calls his family just to say hi and tell them that he loves them, after which point he gets to work. Don Alejo then calls over his ranch workers and tells them, hey, you guys should return home and take the weekend off. You've earned it. Then Don Alejo got to work and prepared his defenses, spending his time cleaning and preparing his massive collection of hunting firearms that he'd amassed over the years. Don Alejo lined up the weapons and ammunition beside every door and window to the ranch house. This way, he could quickly defend himself from each direction without needing to awkwardly carry guns or move around with bulky ammo pouches between positions. After this, Don Alejo got what little rest he could before the gang turned up at about 4 a.m. the next morning. When Los Cetas arrived, in several vans and trucks. They surrounded the ranch house and had expected Don Alejo to immediately cower in fear before them and leave. Instead, they were greeted by a defiant Don Alejo, spouting insults and threats at them, telling them that if they wanted his property, they'd have to kill him first. As a last-ditch effort to frighten Don Alejo into submission, one of the gang members fired a warning shot just above his property, which would normally have scared most men and made them surrender. But Don Alejo wasn't just any normal man. Don Alejo's response to the warning shot was to instantly draw his own pistol and immediately take out two of the gang members killing them instantly. The cartel members really did not expect this at all. They just kind of stood there frozen for a few seconds, looking at the two gang members lying on the ground that were just alive a few seconds ago, asking, what? Did, did he just do that? Once the confusion subsided, the gang members began to panic and return with fire. With their superior numbers, military training, and endless onslaught of bullets that they unleashed on the ranch house, it would be perfectly reasonable to assume that the gang would totally decimate an old man in a ranch house. But Don Alejo wasn't just some old guy. He was prepared, and just too much of a badass to go out that easy. So when the cartel were busy shooting at the ranch house, they didn't realize that Don Alejo had actually scooted over to a totally different firing position in the house and grabbed a hunting rifle stationed by a different window. By the time they stopped firing and looked around, they found two more gang members had been taken out. This had gotten to be ridiculous for the Los Cetas crew. After all, they shouldn't have to put up with this kind of nonsense, especially from some stubborn retired farmer. Didn't this geezer know who they were? 
So two of the gang members charged the front door of Don Alejo's house, kicked it in and rushed inside. This would normally have been a rough spot for anyone defending a house in the same situation. However, Don Alejo had already thought about this and was ready for them. Upon charging into the house, the two gang members were greeted by Don Alejo, waiting for them by the door with a shotgun. And boom, two more down. At this point in the battle, the gang members were becoming increasingly impatient and also panicking a little bit because so many of them were getting picked off. So in an attempt to draw out Don Alejo, they escalated and began firing high-powered rifles and launching grenades which began to destroy the house that they were trying to take over in the first place. They got some good shots in but were not having an easy time because they were still under heavy fire from Don Alejo who kept confusing them about his location by constantly moving in different firing positions within the house. After about five minutes into the battle, the gang had finally decided that it just wasn't worth it anymore and began to roll out. They were worried that their fire would draw the military out to their location. Because they were so close to the capital, it would only be a matter of time before the army would show up and stop the shootout. In fact, the Mexican Marines eventually did arrive shortly after the battle had subsided. And what they saw when they arrived was a house that was riddled with bullet holes and massive craters in the walls that was caused by grenade blasts. The Marines called out that it was safe for everyone inside to come out. And once there was no reply, they walked in. What they had expected to find was a small group of ranchers hiding within the house because they had just walked all over the corpses of fallen cartel members in order to reach the door. But instead, what they found was an empty house littered with guns strewn about, empty shell casings, and the smell of gunpowder. Turns out that during the chaotic hail of bullets, Don Alejo had actually been shot several times and his body was stuffed with shrapnel from the grenade blasts. Just before his death, Don Alejo had mustered enough strength to barricade himself inside his bathroom to make his last stand. But sadly, he died from his wounds before the Marines got there. When the Marines began searching the house, they eventually made it to the bathroom, where they found Don Alejo's body slumped over the floor, rifle in hand, pointed directly at the bathroom door, ready and waiting to defend what was his with courage and honor. The scene that they walked into said it all. Don Alejo was fighting until the last second with every ounce of energy he had. Unfortunately, many of the details from the story of Don Alejo Carzatames is conjecture on the part of the author and the news channels that had initially released the story. This is because even though it was a giant story, the local media had initially refused to report on it for the first week because Los Zetas had amassed a power and influence over the local government by intimidating state officials and journalists into silence. 
for an international violent drug cartel to get their asses handed to them by a 77-year-old man wasn't really on brand for them and kind of a PR nightmare. However, one news channel braved the threats of the gang and defied the cartel orders and reported their story to the entire nation of Mexico, which totally blew it up all over Mexican social media. And Don Alejo rapidly became a celebrated hero, a beloved cultural icon of Mexico. He was immortalized as a symbol for the everyday people of Mexico, who for decades had to deal with corrupt government officials and cartels that had endlessly interfered with their lives of ordinary Mexicans just trying to live their lives. Your everyday Mexican citizen was sick of having to deal with constant threats, violence, intimidation, and theft of their property, even theft of their homes. And Don Alejo wasn't just defending his ranch. He was taking a stand and leading a movement against the entire corrupt system. And he beat them. He didn't survive, but he won. The Los Zetas would never return to San Jose Ranch. They had lost a bunch of men and completely humiliated themselves in front of the entire country for nothing. Needless to say, Los Zetas cartel was pissed about the story getting out. They didn't want to be investigated. They didn't want other cartels to see them as weak. And they didn't want Don Alejo's victory getting out to the people because it showed that one warrior is really capable of doing a lot. It showed that Los Zetas could be defeated and it sent a powerful message of hope getting out to the people. Unfortunately, even though the story garnered huge media attention and became a cultural rallying point for the people of Mexico, no official investigation into Don Alejo's murder would take place, nor would any charges be issued against any of the Los Zetas cartel members, which showed us how deeply entrenched the cartel corruption of Mexico is, even today. Regardless, Don Alejo continues to live in the hearts of Mexicans to this day. Many Norteño and Ranchero bands have written ballads telling the tale of his heroism. Even today, many folks celebrate the anniversary of Don Alejo's last stand, his life as a warrior of dignity, and the inspiration and legacy of honor and courage that he left behind. It's quite possible that evildoers like the Los Zetas Cartel would continue to burn down the world just to rule over the ashes, but because of great warriors who refused to submit to tyranny, like Don Nadejo, there can be peace and hope for survival in an uncertain world. Keep walking the path, warriors. The world needs a hero.